0: Hey everyone, this is an interview that I recently recorded with Pastor Israel. He's over our Forward and Emmaus Ministries here at the church, and I've known him for a few years now, and this is an interview we did on leading while honoring your family. So I hope you enjoy it, and here it is. I've known you for a few years now. We mm-hmm. actually met at a barbecue at Pastor Johnson's yeah, house. Right. Um, but ever since then, through all the different things that you've done around the church, mm-hmm. from my seat on the bus Mm -hmm. it always seems as though you have a very good balance Mm -hmm. of family and ministry Mm, thank you and when you've been doing this for as long as we've been doing it um that tends to be rare yeah and so i wanted to talk with you about how
1: do you lead Mm -hmm. while honoring your family well that's thank you for that um that's a good question I want to say that I've always done it well and it's, it's hard. Um, I think I fell into this. Um, I made this overzealous statement to God one day and I told him, I was like, Lord, I'm going to take care of your bride if you take care of mine. And I thought that sounded cool. And like, I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. Like I'm going to do the work it takes to, you know, to make sure that your church is super healthy. I mean, that's, That's one of the things that I felt a calling to was to just make sure that our church is not only, you know, achieving its goals, but that every soul here as much as possible, as much as I can, is to make sure that every one of them is healthy. Uh, That's a really, really, like, unrealistic expectation. Mm. I I can't really be in charge of all that. But um, my heart had that idea, and it it went after that dream. And um, in in the process of that, I don't – I didn't always – have my priorities straight. I always found myself, um, more focused, uh, to some degree here at church. And then also, um, um, uh, with the work that I was doing more concerned about kind of the work that I was doing and my obligation to the church. Uh, and, and it wasn't something that I did intentionally. It was just something that for some reason, I was just like hardwired. My heart was just hardwired to, to work here. And I, I'll probably address that a little bit later as I'm as I'm talking about it but God really corrected me on that. He he we were talking and you know my wife and I were were having some serious discussions about my priorities and where where they were landing right. and how she was starting to notice that my heart was drifting and it seemed like I was a little bit more eager to spend my days here um and it was harder for me to get home within a reasonable hour. And I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, remember our agreement. Um, I'll take care of your bride. You take care of mine. And God was really quick to correct me on that. And he just said, that's really not the way it works. Yeah. Um, I, uh, the reality is that we have over 50 pastors here on staff. And we've got great leaders. And we've got great lay leaders. Uh, we've got great volunteers. And there are so many people that, are, that have been called to carry the weight of this church and to groom and to, and to make sure that this church fulfills its purpose. But when it comes to my home, there's really only one pastor that can do that. Mm, that's good. So there's many pastors that can fulfill the calling here, but there's only really one person that can fulfill the calling on my home. And the Lord said, you know, although I appreciate, you know, and I'm just kind of, you know, that's not what God said. And right. He doesn't talk <laughs> to me like that. But, you know, uh, God, was, God was very appreciative of my heart for wanting to serve. Um, the body of Christ and devoting myself to that um, but he especially chose me to be the um, the guardian of my home hmm. to to groom my home to um, you know farming is um, husband husbanding the word husband is, is is an agricultural term that they use to like a farmer husbands his land in other words, he sees, he sees the ground he he looks at it, he studies the earth um, he He researches the soil he He determines when the soil needs to be turned over and when there needs to be crop rotation. He understands the lay of his land, the seasons, what seed goes in what 's going to bear fruit, how that lines up with the seasons. I mean, he just knows his land from sun up to sun down. He is married to his land and is one hundred percent devoted to that, and God chose me to um to husband my family he chose me to um to be a farmer to 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 that land that is my lot yeah and uh, you know because i'm human i i got that confused and I, i and that that hurt my family and god gently brought me back to that reality that i want you focused at home i want your heart here i want you to understand the beauty of husbanding your lot. Of, of farming into your home. Like there's, you have a vision of what you want to grow right and there's a process to it are you involved in every intricate detail of that process so the seed goes in it's water, it's planted it's fertilized you scare away the bugs and the raven you know you 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 hire people that can till the ground and that can prune and that can trim and that can collect and that can create bushels upon bushels of fruit you, you, you're intentional about that and then i just realized i didn't have that passion i couldn't at one point you know, doing ministry and then being just a husband and and a father, I didn't have that. I couldn't speak with that type of passion. Right. And now I understand that that is important for me. And God chose me to do it. He didn't choose anyone else. And he doesn't want anyone else. He doesn't want anyone else's fingerprints on the bounty that's to grow out of that lot. He wants it all on me. And he chose me for it. And so it was a really good, it was, it was real good correction. It was, it was such a, it was, I'll never forget the drive home, coming home to my wife who, um, who had been very patient and very graceful and who had been praying behind the scenes that I would get this revelation. And God was gently just hitting me with these bombshells of son. I need you to understand the beauty of why I chose you to be the husband of your family, to husband your family, to groom them, to protect them, to be the gatekeeper of, of your home. Yeah. And so it was really then when I just started to do, just study on it. I, I just, I just, I just did Bible study on it. And I just, everything that God was talking to me, I was just, I wanted to learn more. I mean, it kind of stirred up a fire in me that was just so good. And I needed that Um, because, you know, honestly, the reason why I fell, the reason why I, I fell into this, okay, how does one... You go to a sermon, right? And you hear, okay, family comes first, right? I mean, it's, it's cliche. It's out there. Yeah. A pastor should know better. We have leadership conferences and somebody will go up there and they'll say, Hey, we're going to talk about you know, putting your priorities first. And we already know, I know what you're going to say, God, family, and then so and so, but no matter what, because we're all wearing human skin, we forget. And And how does that happen? And for me, I was able to trace down how it happened. And here's why, because for every metric I hit here, there is some sort of, at least there is some sort of pat on the back or acknowledgement. Every single time I reach a milestone, okay, at the end of the year, I can guarantee that I'm going to sit in my director's office, and he's going to tell me, you did a great job. He's going to look at me, and he's going to say, thank you for an awesome year. Now, very rarely does my two-year-old say, hey, Dad, thank you so much for changing my diaper. Right. (laughs) Thank you so much for, you know, letting me... For cooking this meal and I've dumped it on the floor seconds after you walked away. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, even sometimes my wife, as, as much as we communicate and and as well as we try to spend time with each other and, and date nights, but we don't, we're not always intentionally thankful for each other every single day. Um, you know, sometimes I'll put out something and it gets rejected. I'll say, hey, why don't we do this? And then there'll be a disagreement. So I'll say this: that it's it's easy to get honor in the workplace, and it doesn't have to be a pastor. You don't. It, it's not. A, this is not just about being a pastor. This is this is about being in the marketplace. This is. I mean, even when I was in the corporate world, I knew what I did. I had a title, and people depended on me. The minute that I walked in, it's. It's people had this expectation. Here's Israel. He's going to come and do a job at lunchtime. It was high fives and laughter. It was joy. Mm -hmm. Um, There was immediate reward for your work. You put in something. It got accomplished. Boom. The task is done and you move on. There's immediate reward. The thing is, you don't always get that immediate reward at home. Right. You don't change a diaper. You don't get, like, a medal on the wall. Father's Day comes once a year. Yeah. You know, your kids don't always congratulate you, and, you know, they throw down wreaths at your feet when, as soon as you walk in the door. It's Honor is just easy to combine in the marketplace.
0: So how do we, how do we balance that? How do you find significance at home when— whether it's at work or even leading, mm-hmm. it's so much easier yeah. to get significance there. How do we find it
1: at home in those untangible moments? You know, for me, it was just really experiencing that these, 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 these few words that God said to me. And he said, son, um, um, I chose you for the task of home. Like, I chose you. And immediately in, the, in, that, in that brief statement, in that dialogue, there is this, I hand-selected you. I created you before the nations, right? Before you and your mother's womb. I, I, when I breathe life into you, this is the purpose for which I created you. One of the many purposes for which I created you. And no one else can do this job. And so immediately there's this accountability that I have with God at the end of the day. That all my, that all the, all the praise, all the honor, you know, it, it goes to him, of course. But really, like, God honors me. Like, I've got to find a, a pathway to God where I'm going, Lord, like, I've been working hard. Um, it's a, sometimes it's a thankless job. It's a great job. And I don't want to turn anybody off it. You know, trust me, there's reward. And you know, my my wife does a good job of honoring me, but you, you can't rely on it. Right. You you have to make sure that you're hearing God tell you, you know, well done son, Mm. you know, well done. And I know we always hear the word. We always make that statement. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Yeah. And I think it's great. I'm not chastising anyone for thinking that, but I've got to make it a little bit more personal for me. Like Israel's got to be, it's got to be, I don't, I don't really think that God calls me servant. I mean, He really calls me out for who I am. It's like, son, well done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw. I you bit your tongue here. Yeah. There was a little bit of injustice, okay, when you walked in, and uh, you know, you you asked you asked the kids politely, you know, not to mark on the walls, and then there's like a, a nice three foot drawing <laughs> of your house on your wall. Yeah. Um, you held your tongue you 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 didn't get angry okay you you got upset you 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 talked with it through your wife um yeah maybe you didn't get to spend as much time with your wife as you wanted to tonight maybe she was feeling bad but at the end of the day if i hinge all my worth and value and all the respect and all my honor and I, if i say you know it's up to them to give it to me Ooh. then i'm destining myself for failure that's so good
0: and say, so to say
1: that again if you if i'm hinging yeah. my Value and my worth and my worth right on human accolade, and especially my family. If I hinge it all on them, I, I'm really dooming myself for failure, I'm setting myself up for um, disappointment That's because they just okay. can't. And, and honestly, I'll be honest with you, I'm I don't always do a great job doing that either, right? And so, my wife can't hinge that on me either. We, we've both got to have our retreat to God and going, God, like, how did I do today? And, I, and most of the time, he says, Son, well done. I saw how you picked up the toys and they left it behind. I saw how your wife hasn't been feeling good and she had to take that nap, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's, and that's great. And I, and I saw that, I saw how you cooked dinner and I saw how you picked up the clothes. And honestly, sometimes it's, there, there is a form of, you know, God saying, yeah, well done son, like you went above and beyond, but there's just sometimes I'm just being a baby. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. I'm just like you know, um, kind of lonely old me. Like you know, who's gonna pay attention to me? Mm-hmm. It's all about the kids, and my wife. What about me? And it, that's just a part. And I have to be honest about myself and, and say, look, Lord, like I really want you to encourage me through this, but also tell me when I need to grow up.
0: Because
1: mm. you know, I, I don't think that God's gonna just say, oh, you know, well done, son. Like you're, hey, yeah, you, you, you're kind of stuck in this sixth grade mentality of it's all about me. You know, well done, son. Right. Like, there's a the part where God's kind of will tell me. It's like you know, son. um you did above and beyond, but here you need to grow up a little bit. You need to grow up. This is part, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't, don't ask me for props uh, for feeding your kids or cooking them dinner because that's your job. Right. You know, that's just what it is. Yeah. And so, and, and finally, you know, kind of God brought this into me and he said, it's in Deuteronomy 6 and he says, you know, love the God with all your heart, all your might, all your strength, all your effort, so on and so on. Right. It's like, well, wow. And, and he said, and then he says, impress this into your kids' hearts. Like, like, like impress it. Like, like if you've ever sealed it, 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 what I, what I, what I sense in that scripture is that seal the deal Mm -hmm. in your kids' hearts, like apply pressure, like apply force, Mm -hmm. you know, a a, a gentle force. And how do you do that? And, 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 and really what God, and this really ultimately encouraged me, God was saying your presence is the pressure that applies that and seals the deal. Mm. It's your presence that applies pressure that impresses these truths about loving God with all your heart. That's the deal. That that seals the deal in their hearts. It's your it's your presence.
0: And you can't be present if you're not the, yeah, if you're not there. Yeah.
1: Physically and right emotionally. And it wasn't just like and that's a good point Avery because like we can show up and that's not enough. Right. I mean, being present and showing up or do different things. Yeah. Being present, you become aware. You have a presence of mind. You know what's happening. And again, a farmer can just show up on (coughs) on his field and just wait for the crops to grow. But he's not, he's present, he's engaged. He's fine tuned to the soil, to the weather, to the the surrounding environments, to the seasons. He knows what does this particular field need to grow strong and healthy. I gotta do that for every single person in my family. I have the presence of mind, I gotta be spiritually aware of what my wife needs, of what all three of my kids need because they're all different individuals and they all need different things at different times. I have to be more, I more than just showing up. I've got to be present, which means that when I leave this place, I literally leave this place. Right. It's, I'm not here. I'm simply not, I don't take this place with me. I'm not thinking about work while I'm over there because I have to be fully present and fully engaged to husband, my family. Well, that's so good. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, just kind of off
0: the, off the cuff. Off yeah. The top of the heart. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Again, I say this all the time, but these are completely unscripted. Uh, We just we just give some room for Jesus to talk. So, Pastor Israel, thank you for sharing with some of the leaders today. Hopefully something that uh, uh, he has said, hopefully something that the Holy Spirit has said helps you all to lead like Jesus.